Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Karen Can, author of the number one best-selling book, Sensitivity is Your Superpower, How to Harness Your Gifts, Fulfill Your Purpose, and Create a Life of Joy. And if you are a highly sensitive person, who I call a sensitive soul, is looking for some directions, and you're new to my tribe, I'd love to give you a free gift called the Sensitive Soul Empowerment Guide, the three ways of navigating your way to more peace, positivity, and personal power. And you can get that free at sensitivesoulguide.com. Now, every week on Light Warrior Radio, we try to give you a variety of guests and experts uh, related to health and wellness, prosperity, relationships, and this week it's uh, really about health. And my guest today, Dr. David Minkoff, is the leading physician with over 40 plus years experience as a best-selling author, athlete, and devoted family man. We're going to be talking about the importance of amino acids. Now, I got a bunch of questions for Dr. Minkoff. Uh, now, I, I'm a medical doctor, as you know, many of you know, and here's the thing. We get about, let's say, between two and four hours of nutrition training in medical school, and that's about it. In fact, I think I fell asleep during mine uh, because it wasn't all that interesting to me, and I didn't like the professor. So I had to learn through my own illness and healing myself, learning, you know, quality of nutrition and supplementation when necessary and all these different habits that we did not learn at all in medical school and it probably still isn't adequately taught in the curriculum. And many of my friends, some are, um, you know, gluten-free, others are, you know, uh, keto, people, some people are, you know, just whole food, uh, uh, then I have other people who are vegetarians and vegans, and so I'm hoping that Dr. Minkoff, my guest today, can share with us some of his wisdom around amino acids, because I am certainly not an expert in that field, uh, and I do have the basics of good nutrition that we teach, and a lot of people need to know that, but he has more of the details, and that's going to be really cool. So let me share a little bit about my guest today. So Dr. Minkoff founded LifeWorks Wellness Center in 97, now one of the largest alternative medical clinics in the U.S., and he's also founded Body Health in 2000, a nutritional company offering a unique range of dietary supplements for the public and practitioners. He has a diverse background as a board-certified pediatrician, a fellow in infectious diseases, an ER physician, and the co-director of a neonatal intensive care unit. I think Dr. Minkoff probably needs to clone himself because he's just as busy as I am. Uh, he is an expert in hormone replacement, functional medicine, chelation, allergy elimination, European biological medicine, neural therapy, prolotherapy, ozone therapy, longevity, anti-aging medicine, enderlane, oh, I don't know that one, um, Enderlane, yes, therapy, insulin, potentiated therapy, and more. He is passionate about fitness, and at the age of 71, he completed his 43rd full Ironman triathlon, woohoo, and has qualified for the Kona World Championships eight times. When he's not training, he devotes his time to his wife of 50 years, their three children, and eight grandchildren, while also writing and researching. He recently wrote a best-selling book, The Search for the Perfect Protein, and he is writing a second book and writes two online newsletters each week, the Optimum Health Report and the Body Health Fitness Newsletter. So, Dr. Minkoff, welcome to the show. Thank you, Dr. Karen. Uh, it's so great to have you here, and I'm wondering, um, as, as, you know, uh, a doctor, uh, you know, people ask, I'm sure, how do you find the time to do everything that you do? <laughs> uh, get up early, go to bed not too late, and work fast. <laughs> right, 
right? And you probably have a very, you know, um, control of your mindset as well, because obviously you've been very productive and you're passionate about what you teach. Uh, so that's great. And I know from, you know, reading off your credentials here that there's a lot of folks listening in who would be like, wow, I wish I had a medical doctor like that near me. Um, yeah, because people, especially over the last you know, few years have been, especially those in the natural health, if you will, uh, in, industry, the people that are interested in that kind of stuff, they're finding it kind of hard um, to necessarily find open-minded medical doctors and physicians who will listen to them about nutrition, about wellness, without necessarily, you know, going into drugs or injections and there's a lot of my crew who are like hey I, I want to know how to stay healthy I don't really want to take a drug if I don't have to so that's where some of the stuff that you work on you know and, and teach people really come in uh, so tell us a little bit about your history how did you get into all this alternative so-called alternative stuff well I, I probably have to blame my wife for it I was pretty much a, <laughs> a regular medical doctor working in a very busy emergency room, chest pain, trauma center. Um, I had been through two prior careers as a pediatrician and hospital infectious disease doctor. And, um, and so she started going to seminars. Uh, the ones that she liked, she's, so she's a registered nurse and she was a, had a degree in microbiology and she was interested in health. And she went to see this guy named Jeff Bland. I don't know if you... Oh, know. I know Dr. Jeff, yes. So Dr. Jeff is like one of the highest IQ people I've ever run into. Photographic memory. Mm. Uh, he could read 1,500 words a minute. So he had the largest uh, medical library collection, I think, of any private person in the country. And he read them all, and he knew what page every article was on. So wow. when he lectured... Man, so she dragged me to one of his lectures one day, and um, I like smart, you know, and I heard him talk, and he was like, wow, this is really interesting, and he was talking about nutritional biochemistry. He was, he's not a medical doctor. He's a biochemist, um, and he studied with Linus Pauling, and he was just very interesting, and he talked about liver and detoxification and nutrition and deficiencies and, and how he could take people who had chronic long-term illness and fix their diets and fix their supplementation and do a whole array of very interesting tests which were way outside of the normal medical uh, arena. Right. And then he, and he did studies, you know, he had 40 people with, you know, rheumatoid arthritis and he put them on the diet and the supplementation and he'd do symptom scores on them and you know, they'd come in with symptoms in the high ranges, and many of them were on strong medications for their disease, but their diseases were progressive. And he, you know, at the end of eight weeks, they would refill out the symptom score, and it would be, you know, 10% of what it was before. And they felt better, and their energy was better, and many times they could eliminate the anti-inflammatory medications that they were on. And to me, it was just like, holy smokes, this is, you know, this is super interesting. And so, you know, we became sort of groupies, and we'd follow Jeff Bland around and try to learn the movie. You know, he had, a, he had a monthly tape, which was like three hours, where he would do a review of the literature. And, you know, I would listen to it. I had a, 
a 45-minute drive to the emergency room I was working at. So I had an hour and a half a day where I could just listen to the tapes. And then he had friends who were smart. And they made, you know, they did, it, there was no podcast then, but they would make right, these right. tape sets and you could buy these tape sets. And I just started to learn. And um, my wife had some medical problems herself. And um, I, I, you know, I just, it sort of went from one thing to another. And pretty soon I was wanting to pursue this and she had a problem. So we, um, so I ended up going to Seattle and learning how to do um, what's called autonomic response testing. So it's a kind of muscle testing. Mm-hmm. And it's just that opened up a whole world for me. You know, it, and it, that actually started because my son uh, was 14 or 15 at the time. He was playing soccer at an elite level, but he would wake up every night, like 2 o'clock in the morning, and he would wake me up, and he would tell me that he had terrible hip pain, and he'd walk around moaning, and I didn't know what to do with him. And I heard that there was a chiropractor in town who was a good diagnostician. And I thought, I don't know what to do with him, because I'd sent him to the orthopedist, and he'd had his hip x-rayed, and he had some physical therapy, and it just wasn't handling. Right. So I took him to this guy, and um, he did this, uh, this muscle testing on him. And at the end of the muscle testing, I saw it, and I thought, this is the most hocus-pocus thing I ever saw. (laughs) And he said, he's got a yeast infection in his intestine, and here, take these two supplements and give him these two things and and bring him back in six weeks. And in two weeks, he wasn't getting up at night anymore and doing his leg. And we came, and and it was like the symptom went away. It went completely away. And so then I thought, this is interesting. And um, he took him back for a retest. He tweaked him a little bit. And then he was fine. And he didn't need more visits. And I thought, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to go be a guinea pig myself. And I went into his office. And anyone who's done any muscle testing, you know, if you, if you want to overpower the practitioner, you can. And then they won't find anything on you. And I, I certainly was that patient that would... <laughs> overpower the practitioner and he never found anything on me and he finally looked at me and he started laughing and he said he said this won't work on you okay mostly because you don't want it to work and you're way too skeptical and uh, then he said you probably ought to start learning about this yourself so that you can get from a sort of a scientific viewpoint like what is happening Mm -hmm. with these autonomic nervous system responses Mm-hmm. And I started to, I bought tape series. You know, one of the things is that when I get into something, I really go for it. I love so, it. That's you know, great. I am an extremist. You know, I, if you want a moderate person, don't call me because I'm going <laughs> to, I'm, I'm, you know, I like Ironmans because they're impossible. And I like, you know, I like very difficult patients because it just keeps me very interested in searching and wanting to figure things out. So I started learning about this stuff, and a couple of the teachers I had, one of them was, um, he was a medical doctor, and he was, had a PhD in neurology. Like, he really understood, and it is, actually his thesis was on the autonomic nervous system. And I did a couple, I did a, some courses with him, and it was like, this stuff's real. 
you know, and this was, um, you know, it was like real, and I and it it made sense to me. And then um, my wife was having a medical problem. She had she had gotten the mercury in her fillings taken out by a dentist who didn't know what he was doing, and he took out fourteen mercury. For those that don't know, they're the silver fillings, and you know the the filling is a mixture of mercury, which is the liquid part. And then they add uh, copper, silver, zinc, uh, and tin to the mixture, and you get this gray amalgam that's in everybody's mouths, or used to be in everybody's mouths. And it's very toxic. The mercury is very volatile, so with hot food or chewing, it comes out of the filling and goes into the throat, and it gets swallowed, and it goes in organs, and it goes in brains, and it's very toxic. And at the time she did this, I didn't know anything about it, but she she, she had... She had read about it and wanted her fillings taken out, so she got them taken out. Okay. And the guy did the whole thing all at once. And oh, you know, some weeks later, she got sick. She got an autoimmune reaction to her nose. She got sick. And so I had learned about this muscle testing, and I tested her, and she was showing mercury toxicity. And mm-hmm. this guy that had taught me this had a detox program. So I ran the detox program on it. It was all supplements. She was taking 14 supplements to detox the mercury. Mm-hmm. And by golly, at the end of about four or five months, all her symptoms went away, and she was fine. Oh, phew. And we had friends who were sort of watching this. Mm-hmm. And they're like, hey, you know, and they start calling me. Tell <laughs> me, you know. And I'm, I, you know, emergency room shift work, so I'm, I'm working 12-hour shifts. Um, and um, so it was usually 14 a month. And I have some days in between, and they're calling me like, hey, would you look at me? I've got <laughs> rheumatoid arthritis, or i got migraine headaches, or I've got, you know, colon cancer. You know, can you help me? And so I said, well, I'll be over at the – my wife was a, has a nursing, home health care nursing business, and there was extra room there. So I said, um, you know, I'll be over at the office at 2 o'clock on Thursday afternoon, and if you want to come over, we can play. And – I would examine them and muscle test them and then order them some, some of these labs that I'd learned about, these extra labs. Mm-hmm. You know, stool, saliva, blood, urine tests. Mm-hmm. Uh, and people started to get better. Mm. And then it got just busy. It's just like, and, and I, I decided at that point that this was more interesting than the emergency room was. Mm-hmm. And I opened up a clinic and, and, that was 1997, so we were in we were in a small renovated office for a few months. It got too busy, and then we renovated another place next door. That was another 3,000 square feet, and it got just too busy. Wow. <laughs> and, you know, now our clinic has 70 employees and wow. four nurse practitioners, Amazing. two physicians, and it's um, it's a hopping place, you know, which is just yeah. like very busy. Most of our patients are chronically ill, sick people, cancer, Lyme disease, chronic fatigue, Parkinson's, you know, now long COVID. And um, we do some high-end athletes because I'm an athlete and I like working with them. Uh Um, But most of the people have, you know, our average patient has seen 13 doctors. They haven't Uh been fixed. And about 85% of those patients uh, get better like we help them and Beautiful. my days are extraordinary I mean it's like uh, they're they're just extraordinary on the kinds of problems that we see 
and the successes that we're able to have with people using non-toxic therapies. You know, we it's so it's so that's the story, and it's um, I'm going to be 74 next week. I'm you know I fiz about 50 hours a week in the clinic. I love what I do. I have you know I have doctors. I'm a new doctor that I'm training now, and she just doesn't want to go home. You know, this is so interesting. Uh, the cases are, you know, and people, what you said at the beginning is really true. These people are searching for someone who will actually listen to them mm-hmm. and help them to solve their problem. And the, you know, the toolkit for the average doctor is very limited. And, you know, that is also limited by the doctor's acceptance of things that don't solve most of the problems that he sees. And then they get a built-in lack of curiosity about maybe there's a better solution. You know, I, I look back at my experience and say, why am I different? Why did I do that? And what I realized was is I wanted to be able to produce or help people get better. And if the thing that I learned wasn't doing it, then maybe I ought to learn something else that would do it. Or maybe there were people around who knew things that I didn't know, and it would be worth me spending a weekend with them at a seminar that they delivered or a course that they delivered and learn what they did. And that's what my wife and I did for like five years. Every month, we would go somewhere. And do a weekend with a smart person, you know, who had technology. And so I think we have the biggest collection of various therapies of anybody that I know of Mm. in the world. And it's only because sometimes you need something that the other stuff doesn't work on. And yeah. so I just add it into the thing. And if it's a device, I add the device. So, you know, we had the we were the fifth clinic in the United States in 1997 to have a pulse magnetic field device. You know, now they're commonplace. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have EBU units, two EBU units, which are, you know, there's not many of them in the United States. There, it's a it's a form of blood dialysis where you ozonate the blood. Um, we do a stem cell therapy where there's only six clinics in the United States that have the technology using these specialized lasers to activate stem cells. So I am, I am still just as curious as ever and interested as ever to say, like, like, you have a problem. We can figure out what it is because you weren't born this way. This isn't your genes. You know, you have toxins in you or infections in you. And you can get figured out. And my greatest pleasure really in life, you know, I have children and grandchildren and it's all great, but the, the pleasure moments are, I just saw just before we started this podcast, woman comes in with stage four breast cancer, bone metastases, lung metastases. She's been through the usual thing. And I just did 10 weeks of treatment on her, and I got a new PET scan on her, and there's no cancer to be found in her body. Oh, wow. Now, she just Aww. cried and hugged me. And, and it's, you know, that to me is, that's living. You know, life on the, 
you know, and the and the 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 two before her was a woman. She's 72 years old. She had tongue cancer. It had metastasized to her throat. She went to an ENT doctor. He said, "You need therapy with radiation." And for anyone who's ever seen these cases, the radiation is the harshest thing that happens to these patients, and most of them end up like way worse than they were before. And she said, well, I'm considering doing an alternative cancer treatment. And he said, um, you know, he didn't like it. And so she came over here. Um, she did 10 weeks of therapy. I saw her this afternoon. Yesterday before, I, I had sent her back to the ENT doctor when we finished because I wanted him to look down her throat and see what things look like and then biopsy if he found something. So yesterday I get a note from her and she says, I saw Dr. Malone, the ENT doctor yesterday. Very good news. He didn't see any cancer on my tongue or in my throat. The neck masses were there, were totally gone. I took great pleasure in his reaction. He didn't, he didn't quite know what to say since on my first visit to him a couple months ago, he told me and put in his doctor notes that the doctor treating my cancer was a quack and it was a scam and they were going to steal all my money. Mm. And so I saw her today and she has no lymph nodes, her throat is clear. We have oh, now a sort of a right. maintenance program to keep her on and she is just fine. So that's amazing to you know to be able to help people that way is amazing and then one one other earlier one today she's she came here with a diagnosis of severe anxiety hyperventilation she'd been to four psychiatrists and she comes here from um, from out of town she's from Michigan and she spent three months here and what she said to me today so we did a symptom score on her. It's a, it's, you know, they marked out all their symptoms. And she had a symptom score of 149 when she came in. Today, at her, this is her last visit. She's going to go home. Her symptom score was 14. Wow. And she said to me, I'm so grateful that you would see me because no one would see me because they knew I was crazy. Now, this woman is a dialysis nurse. She's a very professional, extremely trained woman working in a hospital. And she was the farthest thing from crazy that you could ever say, except if you're a doctor who doesn't know about Lyme disease and Epstein-Barr and mold toxicity, well, you'd think she was crazy because she was so hyper, you know, and her regular physical exams okay and her you know her chemistry panel was okay and they go oh but she wasn't okay you know <laughs> she wasn't okay and now she's okay oh, and she's just as bright as can be and feels great and she's going to go home and um this is sort of a typical day so it's super interesting and um you know, if you're a patient that's been struggling with regular doctors to try to find a solution, then you just have to find somebody um, who, and these doctors come in all different shapes and sizes. Some of them are 
um, chiropractors, and some of them are acupuncturists, and some of them are Chinese medicine doctors, and some of them are osteopaths. It's the person, not so much the degree, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. is wants to help you get better and isn't going to put the first three things on your list that you're crazy, on your menopausal, and you're stressed out, and that's the reason why you're sick. Because everybody is in those situations, and they're not sick. And there's answers. And you just got to find somebody curious and who, you know, who enjoys problems and solving problems and who doesn't, you know, they can't spend five minutes with you and write you a prescription because that won't handle it. Right. Right, exactly. So you're in Clearwater, Florida, and the website to the clinic is lifeworkswellnesscenter, all one word, dot com. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's, that's great work that you're doing. Love the pictures, by the way. Um, you know, you and your, you know, uh, athletic outfit and on the beach. And <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, it's cool. Let, let's uh, turn our attention to our topic for today, um, okay. and that is about amino acids. So, uh, and I'm sure you're aware of this, but I'm just going to say it out loud, is that um, there's a lot of people who are like, hey, you know, should I, you know, supplement with uh, collagen because it's really good for your skin or, or, you know, bone broth because it's good for your joints and skin and gut and, or, you know, should I take BCAAs, uh, branch chain amino acids if I'm working out, like, uh, or, you know, vegetarian, vegan, like, hey, I want to, I want to get my amino acids and there's plenty of amino acids, you know, um, you know, in uh, fermented soy and, you know, other products or these protein powders. So what is it? Is that all true? Is it not true? And how do we know if we're getting enough or the right protein, Dr. Minkoff? Okay. So this also, you know, everything, half the things I've looked into were things that either happened in my family or happened to me. And so I, in 1982, I did my, I went to Hawaii and I did the, the Ironman World Championship. And so I've been doing triathlons and doing long distance endurance training for a long time. Um, and I, I, I tore my hamstring, and I could not – I was mostly a vegetarian at the time, and I could not get my hamstring to heal. Uh, and I went to everyone. I mean, I, I got every treatment that you could get from chiropractors to acupuncturists to massage therapists to, you know, using pulse magnetic fields and using – healing oils. I mean, I did, I, I did everything because I, all I cared about is I want my hamstring fixed so I can run. Right. And, um, and it, nothing worked. And I started experimenting with some amino acid combinations and, um, a friend had been, a friend had been over to Europe and he had a combination. I started playing with these combinations of amino acids. And over about a six week period, I felt like, wow, my hamstring doesn't hurt anymore. And I went out to the track, and I did some hard running, and my hamstring didn't feel like it was going to tear. It was good. Hmm. And about two months later, I went to Ironman Canada, and I had my best time ever. Wow. So I started to do testing in the clinic for people to see how were their levels of amino acids. And... The lab that I like the best that does this is Genova Labs, and they do a test called 
an ION panel. ION stands for Individual Optimized Nutrition. And it's a panel that looks for deficiencies in amino acids, essential fats, vitamins, and minerals. And it's a test I order on every patient I see. And I started doing these ion panels, and I found that virtually everyone had deficiencies of amino acids in their bloodstream. And then I was working with um, some of the Tour de France, the American Tour de France team, and we tested them, and we found that they also, at elite levels, were deficient in amino acids. And before one of the Tour de France's, which they were the best in the world at, we had three of their top most athletes taking this product that we then started to manufacture called Perfect Amino. And it's a mixture of eight essential amino acids. And they had the best tour they'd ever had. In fact, it was so good that the tour then decided that amino acid supplementation wasn't going to be allowed anymore uh, for those tours. Um, now, these aren't prescription. This is an over-the-counter product. But the mixture is so successful at building body protein that they were not allowed to take it. So That's crazy. I know it's crazy. So um, I found that all my chronic illness patients, most of my, most of my um, fatigue patients, all of my vegetarian and vegan patients were amino acid deficient. And I could tell a profile that a, on a person who was a vegan or vegetarian without even knowing any history about it. I could look at their amino acid profile, and it was so bad that, you know, if, they, if they'd been at it for a while, like in the first few months, no. Uh, six months to a year. They become, okay. amino, they become amino acid deficient. So um, even if they are, you know, getting like whole foods and they're not uh, just taking like stuff that's off the shelf, you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and uh, the raw vegans are the worst. I, I don't mean, I'm not, this, isn't, this isn't a character uh, reference. Or right. isn't even a philosophical we're not about morals. We're not talking about that. We're just no, no, no. We're just talking about about, about nutrition. Okay. You know, and if you go back to the earth, if you, if you, you know, if you go back to the one of the people that that impressed me the most was the research done by a um, he's a PhD exercise physiologist named Lauren Cordain, and he oh, was I the know one. That. Yeah, yeah. So he he's the, really the founder of the of the paleo diet movement. And he did the anthropological studies of, you know, what were humans eating for the last two and a half million years? And there's no long-term vegetarian populations or vegan populations. These people were, and, and for a lot of the history of the human race on planet Earth, it was Ice Age. And so it wasn't a tropical garden where you could get bananas and figs off the trees and eat to your heart's content. It was cold, and there was snow. And what they were eating was animals. In fact, there's one period of almost a thousand years where they collected the, the petrified feces of a group of these people, these native people, and they couldn't find any vegetable matter <clears throat> in their feces at all. They were basically eating rabbits and deer and fish because that's all they could get. So, <clears throat> so anyway, um, it doesn't mean that you can't be vegan or vegetarian, but 
your nutritional requirements from the, most of the foods that you're eating aren't going to meet your nutritional needs, except if you're one of these very rare people that has a microbiome that's like a cow instead of a human, and where your gut bacteria are able to manufacture essential amino acids, and then you can absorb them. There's a few rare bodybuilders, you know, they have great big muscles and they're vegan, but they're very rare because very few people have this profile, this gut bacteria profile. So, you know, if they supplement iron and B12 and omega-3 fats and the right combination of amino acids, which is perfect amino, they can be fine. And they can do it. And for whatever the reasons are, I'm not, I'm, I'm also not making any sort of judgment about what they should or shouldn't do, except they come to me because they want to optimize their health. And, um, and if they're set on, you know, I'm not going to eat any animal products. Well, okay. You make it hard on yourself, but you could, it can be done, but mm -hmm. you got to be careful with it because it's, um, you will get nutritional deficiencies. And, and the vast majority of people that I see that, that come this way, um, are. So, um, the amino acids are the building blocks of the body and they're the building blocks of protein. And unfortunately, or maybe this is just, I mean, this is an evolutionary thing. The vegetarian proteins are deficient in essential amino acids and you don't get enough of them to build the body as good as possible. Now I was a, mostly a vegetarian. When I was 13, I was in Boy Scouts. And I grew up in Madison, Wisconsin. And um, the meatpacking plant, the the chief meatpacking plant for Oscar Mayer Foods was in Madison. And for some crazy reason, they took us on a tour of the plant. Oh, great. That's and perfect. I saw these animals getting killed. And I went home and I told my mother, I'm not eating animals anymore. You're right. right. And... I suffered for that because she liked to cook and I wasn't eating her food. And she took the car away from me for a year because I wasn't eating her food. Wow. And she would take me to the doctor every three months to get blood tests because he was sure I was going to, you know, die. Um, what were you eating then? I mean, you're only 13. I was eating anything but... Um, Meat, fish, or eggs. You know, a lot of soybeans. I got we got a Seventh Day Adventist cookbook, and there's okay. a ton of recipes in there. Yep. With, yep. I have friends that are Seventh Day Adventists. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it was. You know, I I was fine. Um, I thought. Anyway, this led to this injury later with with the hamstring, and I was amino acid deficient. And after I started taking the amino acids, I gained nine pounds of body weight, and it didn't look any different. And I huh. went to some guys who were, who were, you know, very um, knowledgeable nutritionists, and I said, what's happening? And they said, well, because of your vegetarian diet, your bones had thinned out, your liver was smaller, your heart was smaller, you know, like your organs weren't nourished optimally. And when you added these amino acids, your body could build the proteins that it was supposed to have by your genetic profile. And here I was nine pounds heavier. Huh. And... You couldn't tell any difference from looking on the outside. My waist hadn't changed and my chest size hadn't changed. Huh. I'd filled in a lot of holes that had been there. So, 
you know, now we have, you know, literally millions of people take perfect amino. And the success stories run roll in every day of people who might be vegan or vegetarian. They might be a lot I mean a lot of high end pro athletes. I tell all the athletes I talk to that the guys that they're beating you are on perfect amino. <laughs> okay, okay. So so how is perfect amino different from any other amino acid supplement? And and second question would be, is it derived from any animal products? We have some vegan friends that definitely will not take it if it's derived from animal products. No, it's a vegan product. Okay, so okay. they can, they're okay. The reason <clears throat> there is a lie, or there is a myth, or there is a thing taught to dietitians and nutritionists that a gram of protein equals a gram of protein equals a gram of protein. So if you take a gram of protein from a yogurt mm -hmm. or a gram of protein from an egg or a gram of protein from, let's say, rice protein, that they're all of equal value to our body. And so if you go to the dietitian and she says to you, okay, you weigh 150 pounds and you should be taking 75 to 100 gram, 150 grams of protein per day at, you know, depending on your activity level, various things. But let's say the average would be like a half a gram of protein per pound of body weight. That'd be like a, like a reasonable thing that every dietitian would agree to. And so, Every day you need to take in 75 grams of protein. So you have two eggs and that's, you know, 14 grams of protein. And you have um, one, um, you have a shake, a collagen shake, and that's 25 grams of protein. So now you've got 14 plus 25. And then you've got some whole wheat bread. And in the whole wheat bread or the whole grain bread, um, there's another four grams per slice. So that's another eight grams. And you have a nutrition bar, and it's got 13 grams of protein. At the end of the day, you got 75 grams of protein. You're fine. And it turns out that the value of the protein to your body, now the value of the protein is how much of the protein that you eat can your body then make into its own protein. Mm -hmm. Now, when a protein comes into your body, whether it's a soybean or a chicken fiber, it can't be absorbed whole. It has to be digested. So in the process of digesting, you chew it, and it goes to your stomach, and it, there's enzymes in your stomach, and it gets broken down, and then it goes into your small intestine, and it gets broken down some more, until what's left is individual amino acids. Because proteins are made up of combinations of about 22 different amino acids and they're like they're like sort of beads on a string and so some proteins are very simple like growth hormone is a protein and insulin is a protein and they have between I don't know 89 and 150 amino acids in chains that define what those proteins are Skeletal muscle, the protein in skeletal muscle, the major protein in skeletal muscle is actin. Actin has 5,600 amino acids per muscle fiber. Wow. A 
Okay, those are getting assembled every second of every day to keep your muscles where they are, especially if you work out. So you eat a muscle or you eat a soybean and it gets broken down into individual amino acids and the amino acids go in your bloodstream and then they go to the cells. And then the cells have to take this combination of amino acids. So it's, it's almost like Scrabble. You get thrown a whole bunch of letters. Uh -huh. How many of them can you use? And if you throw, if, 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 the, if the amino acids that you put in are the eight essential amino acids that make up perfect amino, and they're in very specific combination, like they're in a very specific ratio to each other, that if you do measurements, what you will find is that 99% of those amino acids get turned into your body protein. So that's bone and enzymes and detoxification pathways and hair and nails and everything else in the body, immune cells. If you, and this has been studied, take whey protein or a dairy protein, only 16% of the amino acids get incorporated because they're just not the right ones that we need. And if you do these various combinations of rice proteins and pea proteins, they're under 10% assimilated. Most of that becomes just a carbohydrate and nitrogen waste. Meat and fish are about 33% assimilated. Whole eggs, yolk plus white, are 48% assimilated. That's the best available protein. The only thing higher than that is breast milk, which is 49%. Wow. So, okay, so back up just a little bit. So you said that rice and pea protein, like in the shakes and powders that we have, is only 10% assimilated according to the research. It just becomes carbohydrate, nitrogen, waste, the rest of it. Now, meat yeah. was how much? 30-something? 33. 33. And then whole egg? Whole egg is 48. Wow. Except for breast milk. Breast milk is 49. Now, it's interesting. If you go on one of these binges of, oh, no, I just eat egg whites. I have an egg white omelet for breakfast. Right. The essential amino acid in the finding is, is not really hardly any in the white. And it's an essential amino acid. It's in the yolk. Yes. So if you just do the egg white and you see what's the amount that you could assimilate from egg white, it's like 16%. It's less than a third or it's a third of what the whole egg is. So, um, you know, people come up with these crazy, stupid things. Like, oh, there's too much cholesterol, so I'm not going to eat the egg white or the egg yolk. But <laughs> an integral part of the nutrition of an egg, which is excellent food, you know, if the chickens are decent chickens and they're fed decent things, um, is, is eggs. You know, it's a, it's a master food. Um, so, um, so if you, going back to the original thing of each proteins don't have equal value. So you could probably arrange a diet where you got 75 grams of protein, where you ate enough eggs, meat, and fish during the day to get it, or you make up the difference by taking perfect amino. Or if you're a vegan or vegetarian, the, the, the proteins you can't get much protein from these things because they just aren't high-protein foods, and half the proteins are missing essential amino acids. One of the best examples was spirulina. 
Oh, you know, I was just going to ask about spirulina. Like all the yeah, rage. Well, like, oh, there's X number of grams of protein. You could replace your steak. And I'm like, but it's yucky to me. <laughs> well, it's not just that. It's got this, well, hey, whales eat spirulina. Look at how big and strong they are. Yes. Well, cows eat grass. And look at how big and strong they are. But we're not cows and we're not whales. And we don't have the same kind of digestive system. So spirulina, if you test it, we tested 24 different brands of spirulina. I'm taking notes. Looked at the amino acid assimilation. Only six of them had any, and it was only 6%. The rest of them were missing an essential amino acid, just like collagen. Collagen is missing tryptophan. It's an essential amino acid. You can't take it by itself and build protein. It's incomplete. So the whole dietary industry is upside down, and mostly it's run by big manufacturers who have huge marketing budgets that make, make people think that whey protein, collagen, you know, is going to save your life or, you know, or is going to be the best thing for you, and it really isn't true. So if you want to – if so – what I find is that I put everybody on 10 grams a day of perfect amino that's a powder or there's tablets. Um, and vegans and vegetarians need uh, two or three doses a day. They're going to they're gonna keep up. Um, and they can do it so they can add it into their diet. And then they will, um, they all feel better. Their energy comes back. They feel better. They start to build muscle. They, they feel better because... They're, it's basic nutrition that their bodies need. Okay. Well, okay. So one of the questions comes up is if I, if someone like myself is already an omnivore, so I do eat meat, um, and we add in the perfect amino, will that upset the balance of amino acids coming in? Because I eat, you know, various, you know, chicken, fish, beef, I have bone broth, I, you know, uh, I like the collagen powders because it tastes like chocolate. But anyway, um, yeah. <laughs> so will that mess up the, the, the proportions if I add that in? No, you just dilute those. What we find better is, like, take it take it by itself, wait 20 minutes, it's in your bloodstream, then you get anything you want. You know, ah. if you want to be a purist about it. Otherwise, if you mix it with other foods, you'll raise up the the – the nutritional value of the proteins in those those foods, and it will reduce the value from 99, you know, down. But it works either way. And I tell people, if you want to get the most for your money, is put two scoops in a glass of water. You can add things like greens or, uh, you know, other things, MCT oil, if you want. Shake it up, drink it down, and then in 23 minutes, it'll be in your bloodstream. You can do anything you want. Ah, okay, gotcha. So can you actually just put that in instead of your regular smoothie powder, or is the fruit not a good idea? Well, you can. You can. It, it works as either long, way. As long as you're not taking any other protein source, uh, will it stay like 99% assimilation? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah, just, just try to not take it with other protein sources because it might dilute the proportion going into the body. Right. Uh, okay, okay. Well, I was going to ask you about the, the pr protein, uh, the amino acid profile of broccoli, because uh, uh, some it's terrible. Hey, it's terrible. <laughs> well, I said no, no, no. Broccoli's really good. Like the not, there's a lot of protein in broccoli. You know, you should. No, be you're dreaming. There's hardly any protein in broccoli. 
and the and the net and the and the okay. the, the, the utilization of the protein of broccoli. Broccoli's missing important essential amino acids. So look, I love broccoli, I love and broccoli. I eat a lot of broccoli, and it's wonderful. You know, it's got the all the you know all the the sulfur products, and it's got fiber, and it's got greens and chlorophyll. But as a protein, forget it. <laughs> hmm. Now, is the is are the vegetarian vegans should they in addition to perfect pro, uh, perfect amino should they be taking any other supplements from your point of view based on the people that you've seen? Uh, you you got to watch their iron. Vegan? A lot of them are iron okay. deficient, and they got to watch their B12. Um, B12 are animal proteins only, and you got to watch your omega-3 fats. And some of the vegan omega-3s work, but you know they need DHA. And the the uh, linoleic acid doesn't often convert in these people to make the body, you know, to make DHA. So um, mm. they, so we measure, you know, on this ion panel, you can get, you know, what do their omega three fats look like, and um, and a lot of them are deficient in DHA. So that's your brain. That's all your cell membranes. And oh. I find that a lot of the yoga teachers that I take care of. Um, they're tired. They're tired, and their hormone levels are low, mm. and their hair's dry, and they felt good for six months to a year when they started because they were eating good vegetable products. You know, they did get vitamins and minerals, and they did get fiber, and they cleaned up from all the other crap that they were eating. But unless they pay attention to those other things, iron, B12 omega-3 fats and amino acids they get tired and then you put them on this stuff and you add it and they may stay you know with their vegetarian diets which is fine with me um, and they now they feel great how do they get the omega-3 like do they get like if they're vegan like can they get that from um, al uh, algae like there's some algae omega-3s there are some algae omega threes, and they just have to test and see if it'll come up. Some people it's okay with, and I find a lot of people look just bite the bullet and have a tablespoon of cod liver oil, or you know, oh. but 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 you know, or or take a you know, we make a we make an omega three, which is distilled. It's cold deep water fish. Yep. It's got a capsule around it, so it doesn't taste like fish. It doesn't smell like fish, and it's a great product. It's called Omega Three Help, um, and some of them will do that. I mean, I'm saying try the algae. Let's measure your blood levels of of, uh, of DHA in you know six months, and if it's working, Bravo, do it. Mm. I'm not even sure in New York State we can even get those labs. I've, I'm not retired, so I used to use that lab, and uh, back then we didn't have anything like that. New York State has an insane policy on health. It's called the Quack Law, I think. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, these are just vitamin and mineral levels. Or you just tell the person to uh, mail the kit to their best friend in New Jersey, and and then as long as they send, I'm not telling anybody to break the law here, but if they if they put a return address that's not New York from some family member, then then the lab will run it. That is true. Yes, and we're we're really close to Vermont, so literally I've had people go, "Oh, my my cousin's in Vermont," or whatever, right? So they just yeah. do everything through their cousin, so they can get the the lab work done. But it was it was let's just say a pain in the butt. 
when I was in practice, you know, yeah. trying to get um, stuff like this. Uh, yeah, that's, that's really, really interesting. Oh, wow. Okay, so I'm just going to summarize here uh, what you're saying and making sure that I understand um, that, you know, what you're saying from, from the research, from what you've learned, and it looks like you have continued studying and studying and studying and learning new stuff all the time, um, and your experience, you know, with people literally reversing serious illness, uh, even the big C, which, uh, the, you know, the powers that be don't really like that very much, apparently, um, that uh, if you have, it's very, very, very important to have the right uh, ratio of amino acids uh, because that is what are the building blocks of your body, your bones and, and your muscles and, you know, different parts of you, hair and nails, enzymes, etc., detoxification pathways. And uh, so a lot of people, if not most of the people that you see, even meat eaters are not getting ideal levels because their lab work shows it. Uh, they, are, they are deficient in uh, more than one often amino acids. And the vegan vegetarians, you said that you could see through their profile, like you can almost tell that they're vegan vegetarians because of their profile. Um, and that if you can, you know, supplement uh, with, with uh, you know, perfect amino or the eight essential amino acids uh, by itself, um, or, you know, in a, in a smoothie without any other protein, at least you get them all in and the people that uh, you treat that are getting this um, do better. They have better energy levels or building muscle. You yourself build muscle, bone, etc., um, and gained, you know, what, nine pounds or something like that of, of weight without necessarily looking bulkier or bigger. Or, um, that's pretty profound. Did I kind of get that? Got it perfectly. <laughs> okay. Very good job. Wow. The other wow. thing I wanted to say to people is, and you know, people who may be eating enough animal protein, probably 30% of people walking around are either buying Pepsid or Tagamet or they're getting prescribed Nexium or Propulsid, these drugs that block stomach acid. And when you yeah. block stomach acid, you're not going to digest your proteins. Mm-hmm. And you're not going to absorb your minerals. And these are very dangerous drugs. These drugs can be very useful if you've got a bleeding ulcer. Well, heck, Take them. But once the bleeding ulcer is fixed, stop eating things that give you heartburn because your body doesn't want those things. And stop taking these drugs, which are very dangerous. The incidence of stomach cancer goes way up in people who take these drugs long term. And osteoporosis and mineral deficiencies mm-hmm. and amino acid deficiencies. Mm-hmm. But a huge percentage of the population is on these things thinking that they're just fine, and their doctors think that they're just fine, but they're not just fine. They're dangerous. So that's another big reason where a person might be eating enough of these these foods that have, you know, these animal products that have good amounts of essential amino acids, but they're not digesting them, and so they don't get the value of them. So that's why we have these people supplement, because they can make up the difference. Okay. Now there's a there's a thing. I think it's kind of a common uh, practice. Although I first I I've never really liked it myself. Um, is some people say, oh, it's really really healthy if you take whatever it is, a tablespoon or something of uh, apple cider vinegar before you eat, so you have more acid for digesting your proteins. Is that like a myth or is that for real? No, no. I think it's for real. It's acetic acid. And you need acid in the stomach to digest proteins, and many people are deficient, and that can be a good thing to do. Or, or you know, they make them in capsules too if you don't like the taste of the vinegar. But mm. um, no, that's fine. That's not a. It's 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 an okay thing. 
Okay, good. I think the two times I tried, I was just like burning my stuff. I was feeling burning in my stomach. Like, you know, this isn't that pleasant, so I'm just going to stop doing it. Um, yeah, yeah. So, and and uh, are there? You know, you said there was. It's rare, but you said there are some people who are able to kind of like a cow. You know, are able to grab the essential amino acids from you know, vegetable matter, like, is there something special about their DNA, or are they, like, a type A blood type, like, how do they do that, is that, like, a... No, I think it's more, it's not them, it's their, it's their gut bacteria. Oh, okay. You know, it's the gut bacteria, like, in a cow, the way it works is that the cow, the bacteria in the, in the, in the cow's gut are able to make essential amino acids. Okay. And, um, and we can't. So the other problem with us is that everyone is glyphosate toxic, is Roundup toxic, because mm. the round, there's so much Roundup on the soil and in the aquifer and in the lakes and streams, and it's added to, you know, all the, if you've got true green dew in your lawn, you, they're spraying glyphosate on your lawn every day, and it's a poison. And it, it, the way it poisons and kills weeds is it blocks the back the the weed cell from being able to make essential amino acids. Oh, okay. And so the weed can't make the things that it needs and it dies. But you add, you know, I've tested thousands of people for glyphosate levels and everyone I've ever tested has glyphosate in their body coming out of their urine. And so I think part of the problem with our gut is that it's continually exposed to glyphosate. The glyphosate is toxic to the good bacteria. If they were going to synthesize essential amino acids that we could then absorb, they're also under pressure. And that's why it's a very rare person who can do, and there are some, I mean, I'm, you know, it's just those guys have a special, um, they have a special gut. And, um, but for most of us, we can't do it. Mm. Well, I'm thinking the, the cows probably are eating glyphosate too, though, aren't they? Oh, sure. But, you know, they're, they're, uh, um, they have a different stomach system than we do. So, you know, they got an advantage over us. And, and then their natural food is grass. So they're genetically built to make bodies out of grass. And whales are built to make spirulina out of grass into whales, but we're not. Humans have been omnivores forever. Hmm. So we haven't yet uh, evolved, if there's even such a thing. To no, they're trying to turn us into that with all this crazy, stupid vegan hamburgers and, you know, Bill well, Gates think, and his buddies. I think know. he wants to just, you know, make some more bucks and... Um, yeah, the the whether Impossible Burger or whatever it is that they're trying to sell, and um, yeah, it's polluted, it's GMO, it's hmm. it's it's like toxic, and it's not the cow farts that are causing global warming. <laughs> it's the it's the destruction of the topsoil and the bacteria in the topsoil from all the chemicals and pesticides that they're putting on it. That's the real problem. Like if, mm. if, if we could return the topsoil to normal, people would stop putting glyphosate and chemical pesticides on the soil. The bacteria soak up 
that 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 um, that carbon dioxide like it would be no problem for the planet. It's 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 the the whole thing is backwards. Oh yes, yeah. so the whole global warming narrative about you know you got to buy electric cars and you know that you're going to save the planet that way. Although you know where they source the batteries and material for the batteries, not so much. But we're not right. going to talk about that. Right. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and 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 with the soil and. Well, we're just going to keep toxifying the ground and blame your car for global yeah. warming, and yeah, it just doesn't make sense, especially for the big thinker, big picture thinker people that are like, huh? That doesn't make sense. Right. Yeah. Wow! 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 That's amazing. So, I mean, the more we can demand, you know, that we can educate people to eat organic food, don't buy their poison food, that we can then start to have like like the availability of of organic food now is better than it's ever been because the demand is there and the guys who are making money off of selling food are going to sell stuff that people buy and if they stop buying non-organic food you will see it disappear from the shelves and they'll they'll put organic food there and so everyone with every meal with your dollar you 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 vote and i think you know like what you're educating people to do and i'm trying to educate people to do is we just need you know we need hundreds of millions of people saying we're not going to eat your your mcdonald's burgers because they're toxic and they're poison and the meat is polluted and it's just you know it just isn't healthy for us so we want products that are healthy and someone could start fast food restaurants where they had healthy food there used to be a restaurant in los angeles called healthies and lived in los angeles for a while in the 90s and we go there and we get you know fast food but it was healthy food it's a vegetarian place, but it was, it was, you know, it was, a, it was a different thing. And I think right. if we can get people, you know, going that way, we can change it. In spite of all the marketing and the hype that that that's being done. Well, I see that uh, a lot of the the big agribusinesses are buying up some of the smaller organic businesses, and and some of them like Kashi and you know. Uh, some of these brands are owned, you know, by bigger agribusinesses who, for example, yeah. you know, help to fund the uh, anti, you know, the, help to fund uh, the um, the opposite movement to the GMO labeling because they didn't want GMO labeling, but they oh, have to own an organic, you know, uh, subsidiary, yeah. and and it didn't make sense to me. Uh, like, okay, so. You're owned by so and so, and you're owned by so and so, and so and so, and they're fighting to keep it under wraps so people don't know glyphosate is in the food, and yet you're also selling organic food. So, and I guess there's some thoughts of I don't know personally myself that even some of the USDA you know organic certified there could be some you know hanky panky in there as well. So are we really getting organic food? But still, I'm I'm still choosing that over you know the the average whatever's on in the supermarket yeah i mean you're totally right and it's you know you do what you can if you can have a garden and grow all your own stuff great mm-hmm. most of us aren't going to be able to do that so i think you know some is better than none and if we don't patronize the guys that are that are really doing the wrong thing um i i see that as a good thing yeah, yeah. Let's, let's put our stuff. energy towards what it is we do want, rather than continuing to support 
uh, you know, the businesses. I mean, it's, it's not perfect, you know, uh, but little by little, if each of us does a little bit of that, then, yeah, that our wallet is a big message. <laughs> yeah. We choose what direction. Uh, so, Dr. Minkov, maybe you can let us know where folks can find uh, the the perfect amino and uh, learn more, I, um, you know, just more nutrition from you, where should they go? So the perfect amino, my company is called Body Health. We manufacture perfect amino. If you go to bodyhealth.com, um, you can get a whole bunch of information on the on perfect amino plus another uh, probably 20 products that we manufacture. Um, the, this book, The Search for the Perfect Protein, is a very readable book, and I think it, it, um, uh, you can download the PDF version off of the Body Health site if you want to get it for free, uh, or you can go to Amazon and buy it. The audio book version, the audible version of the book is really good because um, a friend of mine reads the book, and then in between chapters, he and I have a discussion about the chapter, and there's a lot of extra stuff in there, and um, I recommend that. Um, that's great. Yeah, there's a lot of people with Audible, so that's fantastic. Yeah, that's, and um, the book has been out for a couple of years. There has been not one challenge to any of the information in there that I've gotten from anyone. And the yeah. book has sold many. It's an Amazon bestseller. So the information in there is actually true. I think if you read it, you will find that you can go by that. Like it's like it's it's very validated. It isn't what your dietitian mostly is going to tell you, and it isn't what you see on TV. But the stuff in there is, you know, like you can count it. Okay. The other thing is we have a clinic. It's called LifeWorks Wellness Center. The the URL is LifeWorksWellnessCenter.com. Um, we are seeing new patients, and um, if you want to come down here and see myself or one of our practitioners, um, it's a very unique place, and really our specialty is people who have had long-term medical problems and haven't gotten help. Oh, that's and um, so, you know, that's open for people, and you can call and talk to someone, and they can sort of educate you on what you do, what we do, and if what we do, you know, whether it would be a good fit for you or not. So those are my two places where I hang out. There's a, I do two free newsletters. If you go to Body Health, you can get, sign up. It's free. Um, and the, uh, and the one for LifeWorks is called Optimum Health Report. And um, a few hundred thousand people subscribe to it. I get good feedback on it. Um, and it's, um, so that's information for people who want, uh, want good information on health and fitness and um, how to live as long as you can and enjoy it. Mm. Oh, that's great. That's very generous. Thank you. Thank you. Now, there's one question that I know is going to come up, so I, I thought I'd ask you. I just thought of it when you were um, speaking. Is that, um, uh, and it's kind of a bias, and I've had that bias too, so I don't blame people for having that bias. And that bias is uh, that, uh, oh, you know, why, why did, well, I'll say your name in this case, you know, why did Dr. Minkoff, um, you know, start selling supplements? You know, is he in it to just sell supplements? Uh, you know, what, what's that about? You know, so I think a lot of people who have like kind of a, a, a anti-marketing uh, mentality based on 
usually childhood trauma, <laughs> like I used to have, um, will we'll kind of say, oh, I don't know about, you know, how believable is this? You know, they're just trying to sell supplements. So how, how do you respond to, to criticism like that? Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a fair question. It's a good question. The first supplement we did was a product called Metal Free, and I designed the product so I could help my wife detox from mercury. Mm. And when I learned how to do it, she had to take 14 things, you know, 14 different supplements at 30 to $40 a piece. It was just like, she wasn't going to do it. And so I thought, I, I had met this, uh, this uh, research chemist, and I said, I want to be able to create an oral product that would detox all the heavy metals and it would be safe. And we came up with this product. We called it Metal Free. This is like 2000. And I gave it to her, and she detoxed all her heavy metals. And then I started using it in the clinic, and it was really good. And then a bunch of guys heard about it, and they called me and said, could we get some? So then we said, sure. So we started making it. Uh, then when I found Perfect Amino, um, I wrote an article about my experience in Triathlete Magazine. And I said I took this combination of amino acids, you know, and I was making it for myself. And um, we got 3,000 people who wanted the product after they read the article <laughs> in Triathlete Magazine. It was uh, like, wow, what are we going to do now? <laughs> so it took us about six months to get organized where we could actually source these things so that they're pharmaceutical grade, elf form, pure product, no additives, no fillers, no excipients, like pure product. And then we had a little business with Perfect Amino and then it just grew and grew and grew. So that's, you know, that's, that's how it started. So. Yeah, thank um, you so much for, for answering that. I know that can be kind of a spicy question to kind of put you on the spot for that. Um, Sometimes it's, it's uh, they say necessity is the mother of invention, um, and so many of us create things because we need it for ourselves. And yeah. Even for my products, the same thing. I, I need it for myself, so that's why I created it, and, and other people got benefit, and so on and so forth. So uh, that's really really neat. Uh, so a bodyhealth.com, folks, is where you can check it out. And today we we're talking mainly about. Uh, perfect amino and uh the powder sounds awesome i oh my goodness i just see you have strawberry flavor yes <laughs> it's so hard to find strawberry flavor oh my gosh i love you i'm buying it <laughs> okay. oh this is great well dr minkoff thank you so much for being on this show it's uh, been a great pleasure thank you so much for the amazing work you and your colleagues are doing and uh to help us and the more the merrier especially in the medical field um people have such a hard time finding someone who will listen to them and help them heal their chronic disease so bless you and bless all of your family and um everybody you work with thank you so much it makes sounds noisy here there's a big thundering rainstorm oh i don't know if you can hear it but it's a little bit loud right it feels pleasant <laughs> Uh, well, we want to thank our listeners for listening in as well. And if you want to check out uh, Dr. Minkoff's site, uh, you can go to bodyhealth.com as well as lifeworkswellnesscenter.com. Uh, Body Health Optimized is the name on Facebook and Instagram, so you can follow him there and the work that he does. Um, and uh, everybody, thank you so much for listening in. Until next time, lots of love and bye for now. <laughs>